Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dominica Fasolo, a lawyer, property and crypto investor, and a time management and productivity coach with a boutique coaching and consultancy firm focused on holistic productivity. Hey, Dominica, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here today. You are so, so welcome. Hey, can you please expand on where you are with your business today as you're going through your transitions and who you'd love to be working with? Absolutely. Um, Basically, like you said, I have more angles to to my undertaking, to my entrepreneurship. But um, the one that you're referring to right now is my coaching business. So I'm holistic productivity and time management coach. But what does it really mean is that I help my clients to take back control control of their life and time uh, by optimizing and managing their time, their priorities in creating a life system that fits them and the season that they're in so they can thrive both professionally and personally. Most of my clients are professionals or business owners, CEOs. So uh, we work on creating a life system of routines and habits that propel them forward in every area of their life. Love that. But hey, how how can people find time to do that? Because they've got no time to take this course. So how would you... How do you overcome that that objection? Because obviously, if people seek you out, they're struggling with focus, with prioritizing, with their time. Um, how are they able to take that leap and and spend precious time with you? Exactly. I've heard this objection multiple times, so I tell you exactly how. Um, you know, when you're hungry in the evening and you can't wait to eat your dinner, so saying, I don't have time to cook dinner because I'm hungry, that's the same thing as saying, I can't hire a productivity coach because I don't have time. And uh, one thing that's very important to take into consideration when it comes to any kind of coaching is that it's not time you spend, but it's time you invest. There are various activities and they have different relationship with time. You can either waste your time. So you can scroll for hours. You can, I don't know, just lay around, watch YouTube. Obviously not if you're watching your channel, but like any kind of other YouTube cat videos, for instance, (laughs) are my favorite example. Or you can spend time. So you can uh, you can work on your business, you can create content, you can write messages, emails, mm. you can prospect, or you can invest time. And investing time is an activity uh, that actually has an ROI. So you spend, let's say, my programs are very optimized. So you spend a couple of hours with me, but you send, you save those hours within already one week after spending the month on my program. So uh, this is the answer I would give to your question. 
how do I find time? You don't find time, you make it. And you make it by prioritizing the right choices for you and your business and understanding that hiring a coach when you've been struggling, when you were already wasting time and energy on tricks and hacks, and you just really decide you're going to create a strategy and put it in place that fits you and your career and your personal life. I think that's an investment. And once you shift that perception of how you, this is the beginning of actually taking back control of your time. Love that. The thing that I think stood out for me was time has an ROI. Yes, mm. we as business owners, we all know the return on investment for ads and for financial investments. But oh my gosh, for time to see that tangible return on, yeah, you need to create a couple of hours for a certain program or, or mentoring. However, that's going to give you 10 hours back. That's because money will come and go. You can always earn yeah. more money. Um, but time, that is the most precious commodity that you can ever have so it's how you leverage that so i love the fact that you're focusing on on that particular aspect because it's it's huge and everybody suffers from this i don't yeah. have time to do this you it's not that you have a time problem you got a focus problem you got a prioritizing problem Priority you problem. Don't have a time problem so yeah when your clients come to you what is the first thing traditionally that you see time and time again that you have to help them to to work through and overcome clarity in in all aspects i'm when i when it comes to my programs i'm using my uh, method which is called the time minimalist so uh basically there are just three steps you need to take to take back control of your time if you use this method with me and the layers or the three steps are building one on another the the bottom is priority. So you have to have a clarity on what your priorities are, because trying to manage your time without knowing what is the end goal is like trying to drive a car faster. Like you have a Ferrari or racing car, but you don't know where you're getting. So you, you can't go faster or be more productive, have better performance if you don't know where you where you're getting. And this goes beyond just understanding, I want to have more money, I want to be having more work life balance, or I want to have happier family life it's really about defining the nuances and the details of that vision that you want to achieve with a clear why so you can have a commitment because in that process regardless of what kind of framework you put in place what kind of tips or hacks you apply or safeguards or how you spend your time there will be obstacles there will be times you follow the vegan there will be times when something happens in family and you need to bounce back very quickly so you need to have that commitment in mind it will be your kind of guiding star your northern star so this is the first step the priority so uh this is the first part of the framework this is how you take get clarity and the second second step on that on the pyramid second part of the pyramid is clarity regarding your performance so understanding how you perform the best well this 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 goes beyond just energy i i hear this all the time just follow where you feel aligned where uh where you're happy to do something and the energy that's fine but it's kind of slippery slope too because we negotiate with ourselves we are comfortable creatures and sometimes especially in business you have to do things that just don't feel amazing like honestly going to this podcast do i want to do something else at one o'clock on friday i want to eat sushi have a glass of wine be on the beach like how dare you yeah i can be honest i can be raw and this is the truth like there are things or my daughter she's just coming from school so i would like to be with her go for an ice cream and i'm sitting here because i know that this is important this is the price 
priority. I know the priority in my season currently, which is to build a business and scale it. And therefore I'm here sitting. So understanding the energy, but also the best performance patterns and putting them into the right routines. I'm huge on routines. My method is absolutely based on routines because I believe that it's not about what you do Obviously, first step is the strategy, right? The clarity of what you want and how you want to get it. But the second part is how you make time to do it frequently, mm -hmm. consistently. And here, routines and habits come into play. And this is the clarity of understanding what kind of routines you need to put in place in order to show up day in, day out, show up consistently, do the right things, even if you don't feel energetic or feel like don't doing it. Um, so this is the second clarity. And third clarity uh, is boundaries clarities, understanding how do you want your personal life to look like, how you manage your boundaries, like how do you want to be present with your family, how this work priorities and life priorities and the performance and pushing forward actually gets balanced to create a life rhythm that really serves you from both ends, not just professionally, because then you would burn out, but also personally. Absolutely. Love those, those three pillars, those three core aspects. They're so, so important. And we were joking offline earlier about you know, trading our own different blueprints. It's so important to have a blueprint, yeah. have a framework to coach, to work through. So you know exactly what's going on, why it's happening, where you're going. There you are. Back to priorities. If you don't know where yeah. you're going, you're never going to get there. So no. I love the way that this is your angle on coaching, that you're not just regurgitating other stuff, but you're creating a new method to be able to yeah. put it into action. Because um, I guess most of your clients have heard all this stuff before. They know all of this stuff, but to hear it in this different way, um, with your know, different accents and a different <laughs> methodology. I know this, I joke about it because you know, everyone's heard what we have to say, but in a British accent with a beard, mm, now this is different. It's a different <laughs> way. And when someone gets to hear it in, in your way with your method, and maybe that sinks in and they're like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. yeah, I get it now. That I think is a beautiful moment. So I love the way you put this, this together. So let's talk about... Let's talk about your business now. So enough of the, the clients and what you do. We want to hear about your journey um, from the business owner themselves. So you've been through a, a wealth of experiences, a wealth of different um, industries. And now you find yourself at the transition of becoming the coach that you want to be. So uh -huh. what has it, been, has it been like for you in that transition? Painful, I would say. Again, we are all here, we are honest. So I think every transition is painful, but it's also necessary. I am a firm believer that you grow through what you go through and I allow myself to feel the feelings that I feel. So if I feel disappointment, I allow myself to feel disappointed. If I feel like something is not working in my business, I look at the numbers. I look at uh, my feelings internally. I am a big believer, and I think we mentioned offline previously, um, that there has to be some kind of soul and mindset alignment with also data and science alignment, because I believe that good business is a combination of both. I come from corporate background. I was a lawyer for a billion-dollar company, and it was very data-driven, science-driven, business-driven. Now I'm in a coaching industry, which oftentimes I think kind of leans towards the other side and I think it's the best to have the best of both worlds so it was painful that transition um it was uh, necessary on the other hand so uh 
I I love how you said that I'm becoming a coach that I want to be because um, I felt when I started coaching, I, I started uh, with a little, little bit of naivety, a little bit of positive ideas about how my coaching business will go. And then that naivety got hit by reality of the coaching industry uh, that we are in. And I realized that I don't really feel like I want to belong under these terms. And it took me a while to redefine my personality in the coaching as a coach and as a business coach coaching business owner, because I think that's also different. I know a lot of coaches who are coaches, they're wonderful coaches and they do coaching. My goal, and I knew it from the very beginning, I wanted to create a coaching business. And this was the struggle that I've been having at the very beginning because I felt pulled in so many directions. And right now I'm kind of bringing it all together, all the learnings and transitioning into really uh, having that coaching business that I wanted to have. Nice. I think that is back to what you do. You're, you're practicing what you preach, whether you know it or not, because you know where you're going. You want the coaching business you want the coaching practice that's what it's all about not just you becoming a coach and helping people so Mm. many coaches consultants become stuck because of the people pleasing tendencies that ah i just want to help people i just want to really go help them not feel what i felt or i want to over deliver and make sure that this doesn't happen to them it's very much a external need that you're giving 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 which means you undercharge over deliver waste time where you're going mm-hmm. is you know that you you are naturally the the, the CEO. You are naturally the, the higher level, which means you're going to have a whole host of different challenges appear. It's not yeah. going to be the people pleasing. It's going to be how do I build this? How do I get to this place? And you've gone from huge success, amazing experiences into almost starting from scratch, which must be a huge contradiction and a, a strange atmosphere. So what's it been like for you to, to jump into this, see mm-hmm. this sort of new industry with fresh eyes, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and then decide to sort of stick around and find your area? Yeah, I'm a fighter and I don't give up easily. And I have to remind myself of this very often because I think many other people would be back to corporate world, back to lawyering. And I would be lying if I said it didn't occur to me a couple of times when I saw a former colleague promoted, somebody that I've heard that we were sitting at the same desk in the same office making three times more that I do currently. And it, the lure has always been there. It was a temptation to just send a CV or reply to a recruiter reaching out on LinkedIn. But on the other hand, as I said earlier, um, for me, my coaching business has been in alignment with my values and with what, what I wanted to do. And there were reasons why I left legal profession as well. It was a transition that I had planned for a long time. It wasn't something on a whim. It wasn't a bad email from my boss that prompted me to give my notice. It was really well thought and intentional. So I always go back to these, back to that knowledge or that understanding why I left and what I'm searching for as a business owner and as a coach. And um, regarding, I loved how you said that I was starting from scratch because this is what I started to realize right now. Um, I was believing that just because I was a successful lawyer, everybody would understand I'm a successful coach. Everybody would kind of transition with me. My clients, my followers, my audience will understand that just because I was a good lawyer, obviously I'm going to be a good coach. And so I kind of approached the messaging and positioning from that perspective until Mm. I realized that actually, no, I'm 
in, in a raw sense, nobody. I'm just starting. And that's when it hit me. And that's when I realized this is exactly how it was 15 years ago when I was starting with law. I was also nobody. And I really knew what I wanted to achieve. And so mm. I almost kind of adopted the same mindset I had back then. Obviously, now I'm not 20 something hungry student. But uh, some of those practices of how I created my legal career and those mindset models. Uh, I'm trying to now use for my coaching industry because technically I was starting from scratch and now I'm starting to realize that that's not the case anymore. I've had more than one and a half year full-time coaching experience. I have dozens and dozens of clients, hundreds of hours coached. And now I recently just um, worked with a client that was kind of difficult in terms of their issues. And I realized that I'm able to navigate this with so much more ease than I would have been last year, especially in terms of the over-delivering and people-pleasing, I would be probably not even able to hold myself through that relationship. And now it's something that is part of me. And so I'm realizing that that starting point, I'm getting into like, let's say, intermediate <laughs> level uh, with my, my coaching. And that that comes the transition with it. I love that. And I think the ability to see, to pick up on the nuances of your, your past experience, to pick on the nuances yeah. of your, your past career and trying to work out what lessons can I take? Where mm. a great question to hold is where does it, where is this familiar? Where is mm. this feeling familiar? And if you can pick up on something from a past relationship, a past um, client, a past job, whatever it might be, what is this? And then you get the, the whole, we're about to choose your own adventure. Do you want to do the same thing? Do you want something different? Can you learn from what helped you in that time? So picking up on all of this, this is the game that we get to play. As you become a coach, as you find your feet, you'll be playing this even more to really tap into your intuition, tap into who you really want. And I love that you've, you've come to a realization of who you should be serving because all the gurus out there say it's about the niche you've got a niche down you've got to know your markets you've got to know their pains and their desires you've also got to know on an emotional level right and mm. i think your reluctance and then confidence to choose your area of expertise is the one thing that's going to really empower your not just your coaching but your coaching business absolutely yeah, I love how you said um, there's so much misconception about niche. And I, I do believe rich is in the niches, but it's not the niche that we're thinking of. When I when I hear word niche, I heard I hear need. That's what I'm looking at. Where my client, where can I meet my clients? Where can I serve the need? Yes, I want to help people like every other coach, but a lot of people don't want to be helped, don't want to be helped in a way we want to help them. So I'm more looking at how can I help them? What is the pattern? What's the methodology, like we said earlier, that I can use and where they have a need for that. Mm. So that is the niche for me. And this is something that first I was reluctant to go there, to go there. But secondly, I think I also needed the one year of being generalist to kind of see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and actually gaining the understanding where is the need that I can help the most, where my method really works, and who can really benefit from this. So it's for me, it's more than just helping people. It's just making them understand that they have a need and that my product is the product or solution that they need to fill that need. Yeah, and from your experience, it's it's okay to pivot. It's okay to change. One yeah. thing you mentioned earlier about the the energy in your performance aspect. Um, mm. The way that I teach this is when you can tap into intuition. Am I 
uncomfortable with this particular area, job, task, business? Is it just uncomfort or is it absolutely wrong for me? Now to be tap into that, sometimes they feel the same and we can convince ourselves, oh my gosh, we can convince ourselves that it's the wrong thing to do. Don't do it. So go back and watch more Netflix or back on YouTube or stay where it's safe to tap in and say, is this fundamentally wrong or is it just uncomfortable? I think that is a, an ongoing skill to learn, especially with you as, as you found your business. Does that feel true to you? Absolutely. And it feels true to my clients as well. A lot of clients, when they work with me, they report because obviously I do the after coaching, after program review with them and the reflection. They report that they became more aware of how they spend their time. And what they actually are saying exactly this, they became more aware of their priorities and more aware of how their actions are actually leading them towards those priorities. Are they aligned? Is it just uncomfortable because it's the first time I'm on a podcast interview? Is this the first time because I'm making a sales call? Is it uncomfortable? because it's just uncomfortable or is it something that is fundamentally misaligned with how I want to live my days how I want to practice how I want to you know drive my career forward and this is exactly the difference between when things are hard in my coaching business they're hard because they're parts of strategy that are new to me I've never been a business owner never had to market myself although obviously as a lawyer you you need to present yourself as an employee constantly but it's just different out there on Instagram where you compete with everybody and uh, there is difference between how I felt as a lawyer where I knew something was fundamentally wrong with how I was living my days so I love that distinction and this is exactly about bringing the awareness and and letting the coach guide you through that awareness and for that you need to have an absolute trust in that coach and you know be able to be vulnerable be open and coachable and that's why I make the distinction distinction between want to help somebody that comes from here and I want to help you and this is how you're going to do it versus meeting them where they need and your skill is yeah trust Trust and belief. Those are some huge, huge things there that we need yeah. to trust and believe in what we're doing and where we're going. Um, one more point that I wanted to raise because mm. I find this so much with 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 myself, with other coaches, with other businesses that we all need on some level. Those the thing that we teach. We are all still striving from that at a different level, mm. but. Um, once we can make that alignment, it's quite revealing on, ah, oh, there's a challenge that I haven't quite resolved. There's the next step. There's the next ceiling. So with you, you know, coaching and, and teaching time management, prioritizing, working on their performance, where is it for you that you need to work on your time management and your performance? I think it really depends on seasons. And I, you know, connecting back to my clients and myself, one of the very first thing I do with them, I try to nail down the season that they're in. Are you in a season of building a business or are you in a season of balance? Are you in a season of being a family person? When my daughter was born, I was in a season of family. I took six months off. I didn't open my work for me, didn't do anything. And then it was season of balance because I went through a messy birth burnout and in my corporate job and I felt like I really need the balance actually more tapping into the self-care and 
nurturing myself and now I'm in season of building so so the the gaps are always flagged into that season and since I'm in a season of building the areas that I struggle the most as a new business owner and building a business that I never built before is the prioritization understanding what are the needle moving activities in my business and what are not which collaborations which marketing approaches which funnels are the right ones and which clients are the right ones too so yeah. I'm in um I'm in if, if I talk about my challenges as a coach from a perspective of how I teach and guide my clients I would say it really starts with the priorities and I just recently started to realize um where I was focusing on the wrong things because being consistent is not enough a lot of people think just consistency equal results and that's not mm -hmm. the full equation it's strategy and consistency equal results because if you want to watch sunrise and you're running westwards you're not going to see sunrise you're going to be looking the other direction you can look there and be stay there for four hours you're not going to see the sun because it's right behind you. So, um, and I felt like that strategy and the ability to really pick up the needle moving activities was um, a challenge for me. Love that. That's a beautiful way to, to end this, this podcast episode because it's about the full picture. Without the full picture, without looking at all the equations, um, there's going to be blind spots, there's going to be challenges and everyone needs that ability to pick a head up and just see what's going on around us and picking out all all the aspects so hey dominica thank you so much for for sharing for guiding us through your journey and the struggles and being raw with yeah it is tough but this transition yeah. is so so worth it it is absolutely worth it and thank you so much for having me and what you said i think one message that i have um and i realize as an entrepreneur is that the entrepreneurship and being entrepreneur is almost like your soul's call for meaning and for improvement and for going to that next level. So the challenges are not something to be ashamed of, but they are something to embrace and to really look into them, feel them and build from them because this is how you're going to get to next level, not only as a business owner or as a coach, but also as a person. So just to wrap up on what you said about the challenges, is I think it's good to talk about it because that's where the money is ultimately, not just money in literal sense, but also in, in a personal development sense. Absolutely. Beautifully put. Can't say it by myself. Dominica, if people want to find out more about you and about your coaching, where can they find you? Absolutely. Uh, my home is Instagram. It's my favorite platform. I'm there um, daily. You can see behind the scenes of my life, of my routines, of my coaching clients and my stories. I share strategies that come from not just tips and hacks and tricks, but from my own method that it's proven. And uh, it's at Dominica Fazolo, literally copy paste my name all together. No thrills, no other, nothing. <laughs> and there you find me. And um that's my home. And if you like what you see and you would like to take more uh, control of your time and of your life and want to build more consistency towards the actions, um, currently I have a free routine reset workbook out there. You can download it through my Instagram and you can follow this three-step process that clarifies your big fluffy dreams and put them in your schedule in a way that you really, really show up for yourself daily. So uh, I'll be I'll be happy to see you there. Fantastic. Everyone, go get it. Go do it. Yeah, no. Enjoy it. <laughs> Dominica, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your time too. I appreciate it, Mark. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.